So to be accurate this week, I looked ahead of time to find out what episode of Moon P. Jug and Hobbs this is. It's 67. 67. Ooh, two more episodes, and you know what it is. 69, baby. Ah. Face buried deep. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, where did that come from? <laughs> well. well uh, Already that... right in the gutter. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> oh, I want to bring this up right at the beginning of the podcast. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was so excited that the information now has been disseminated about the Foo Fighters tribute show to Taylor Hawkins, their drummer. I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan. Always have, always will be. And, you know, this drummer was young. He was probably the best guy I've ever seen on a drum set. Uh, just a beast. And he had demons and he'd struggled with heroin addiction before almost lost his life in an OD earlier, but this time they were on tour and indeed the drugs got the best of him. And now uh, what does the band do? Because he is the guy that, you know, keeps the band in motion with many Foo Fighter songs. They start with a drum track. Cool. And, and, you know, they come up with like a little guitar or maybe an idea. And then, you know, Dave is a drummer and Taylor was a drummer. They'd sit down and, they'd work it out. Well, now are the, is the band going to break up? I mean, you saw what happened to Nirvana when Kurt Cobain left. I mean, it has happened to how many bands when the main guy goes or one of the main, uh, you know, they just say, Hey, you know, we had a good run. Let's call it quits. But in London on September 3rd, they're going to have this thing all over the place with a lineup. That's just nuts. Uh, and this is something that I don't even know if it fits or works, but maybe they were friends. Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock are going to be ah. on the Taylor Hawkins tribute. And uh, you can watch this thing on Paramount Plus. And really, there's nothing else on Paramount Plus except <laughs> 1883. That's the reason I got it yep. like seven or eight months ago. And I'm still on paying my $4.95 a month. I wanted to talk about streaming things too. Oh my God. I now have every streaming service. I used to bitch about 220 bucks a month for TV being too much. Now I just said, screw it. I want them all. Yeah. I've uh, done the same thing. I just gave up. Well, everybody went and they're like, we're cutting the cord. We're cutting the cord. And I'm like, I know myself, like I'm not giving up HBO. I'm not giving up certain things. So that's my, that's, that's my reward for being an adult, getting to have cable channels because we never could when we were kids. So, and here's a suggestion for something to watch. And usually we do, what are you watching at the end of the podcast? Let's go early today because okay. I love the show uncoupled. Neil Patrick Harris is in a relationship, a gay relationship, and they become uncoupled. Okay. And then what happens next? I, it doesn't matter what your preference is. Uh, you know, if you're straight, whatever, who cares? But in a relationship, it can and probably will end at some point. And then what's next? Do you go on Grinder? I met my wife on Match.com. And I think, uh, didn't you meet uh, a few of the couple hundred guys you were sleeping with? Online what? Or <laughs> a couple hundred guys? Oh, come on. It was in the thousands, please. <laughs> he listens to this hundred. It was not, uh, a, it was a, you know, yes, we did meet online. We did meet online. But it's, so I guess that's kind of the premise of the show is meeting new people after a breakup. Yes. 
Okay. Yeah, there was a good one on, if you like Sarah Jessica Parker on HBO called Divorce. And uh, that one's pretty funny about them. The Basically, the show starts as they're moving towards getting separated in a divorce and stuff. So very relatable material to the both of us. Well, I've been trying to get through the old man. It's not working for me. I'm going to stop. I, I don't even like the title, the old man. I That's how I refer to my dad, the old man. Like, I don't yeah. uh, Nothing about that sounds good. It just sounds like a grizzled guy that's going to yell at his lawn. Only murders in the building. I'm caught up with that. I got a show for you. What is it? The Anarchists. Really? Yes. It's on HBO. It's like a six or something. It's not all the way done yet. You know how HBO does you? If it's yep. a good one, they only give you one a week. They make you wait, which I appreciate because I was raised Catholic. And that's that's the way we did things in our house, too. You had to wait. It is a documentary about these people and the in the anarchist movement. And this one guy who is a billionaire playboy who is fascinated with this kind of stuff. And it's kind of like a libertarian, like there shouldn't be governments and all that kind of stuff. And we should just exist outside of all that. But it's a bunch of rich people saying that we should exist outside of government in the country. Well, you can afford to do it, them. Uh, but he starts this big thing in Mexico, this big anarchist convention. And then people start living there and start kind of having a commune. And then there's a drug cartel and there's a murder and like things get bizarre quick. There's a lot of stuff going on, it sounds like. Yes, it's a weird, it's like, it's not quite a cult, but it's like an anti-cult that's still kind of a cult. I just finished up Better Call Saul. Yeah, how was that? I can say that I was pleased with the ending. <laughs> Usually when you get to a series finale, especially if it's a show you really like, you ex have really high expectations and they're very, very hard to meet. Yeah. Okay. However, uh, this one came through. Good. And I, I like the way it ended. Uh, another thing I watched just last night, a uh, local guy, Al Franken, was on Jimmy Kimmel. Mm. Uh, it is so uh, great to be here. I'm Al Franken. I'm the only former U.S. senator. I'm the only former U.S. senator to guest host Jimmy Kimmel Live. But tonight is not about politics. It's about comedy and and having fun. So who's here from out of state to get an abortion? <laughs> wow. So there you go. Al Franken last night on Jimmy Kimmel. And then he's been doing stand up. And the show's been sold out at Acme every night. I always kind of liked Al Franken. I thought he was a, a pretty decent, you know, sort, except for the perviness. Well, yeah. And we talked a little bit about last week, but. Like I said before, Stuart Saves His Family is absolutely uh, a guilty pleasure of mine. It's one of my favorite movies, and he stars in it. And it's the character Stuart Smalley from Saturday Night Live. And so many of those Saturday Night Live characters, when they try to spin them off into a movie, it didn't work. This one does. And if you're a Minnesotan, you will recognize some of the places in the movie because it's set in Minnesota. Uh, did you hear the Jonas Brothers are coming back to Vegas for a residency show? I wanted to talk about that because we've been looking into uh, having my sister come up for Chris Stapleton and my wife was looking for Jackson Brown tickets and all tickets now are like 200 for bad seats and they go 300 plus for better ones. 
and the really amazing seats, all the ticket brokers own them. So, you know, you're paying 800 to a thousand bucks. They've got to find a way to fix that. There's a lot of screwed up things in America. That's, that's the number one thing that needs to be fixed. I agree. When was the last time you went to a band, see a band live? The last band I saw was at the Palace Theater in St. Paul. I went to go see Ministry, and they were great. I'd never seen them live before. They're kind of a uh, late 80s, early 90s, into the 2000s kind of techno metal. It's not necessarily your jam, but I, I always really enjoyed them. So they were good live. Uh, it's breaking news. Ah. Monkeypox can now be spread to dogs. Oh, so now it's not monkeypox. It's puppypox. Puppypox. That's a softer sound to it. Yeah, the doctors are saying, you know, this is happening. And if dogs get it and people pet the dogs. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to pet a good dog? My dog's the best dog, but she does not want to be petted on the head. Uh, have you ever owned a dog? Sure. What was the last one? You remember? In my divorce, my ex-husband got custody of the dog. The dog is still with us, and that's Buddy. It's a very original name, so don't criticize it. Oh, my God. I just found a monkey pox. I, I'm going to show you. That Here, is not a monkey pox. That's it? a monkey pox. How can you tell? You're making your, you know what? You've been want, reading too much WebMD again, I think. You're, <laughs> you're trying to self-diagnose too much. I know. I think you probably got more likely bit by mosquito. I'm going to have to have my wife look at it. She's an esthetician. She used to yes. you know, take care of skin. Yeah, she could tell you. Yep. She can tell me a lot of things, mostly things I've done wrong. You know, There is a little bit of a list, but you know, you do a lot of things right too. This shirt uh, today uh, features the great state of Minnesota. I see that. And the uh, little star in the position that it's in is the Twin Cities, and I bought this shirt so that I could help uh, raise funds for an adoption. Oh, nice. Yep. And it Who's was, adopting you? Nobody was adopting me. Nobody will take me. Okay. Uh, it was for my granddaughter, Arden. She came right out of Florida and became a sultan. A Sultan. Oh, yeah. that poor baby from Florida to Minnesota. I hope they brought the baby here in the summer. Wow, he's like, what kid. is happening? Like when the grandkids were over the other night, I said, I want you to give me a facial and I'll pay you a dollar 28. Oh, all right. And Fair. she gets the creams and she gets the gloves and off we go. And I'm thinking, oh, how, much is she, how much is she going to get in my eyes? And, you know, she's eight. <laughs> <laughs> and I have her do patties. Nice. I don't give her clippers. Right. But, uh, yeah, no. It's, what do you do? It's... Make her chew them off with her teeth? Like... <laughs> Ooh, that would be gnarly. <laughs> Can you imagine? I know people have foot fetishes. Have yeah. you ever known anybody that's into that? Absolutely. I, I for sure. Is it you? No, it is not me. So what I've never been able to figure out, I mean, I know that some men prefer big breasts right and then others prefer the uh perfect derriere sure and then what's that thing where your hips okay. are configured so that you have a little gap thigh gap yeah it's not near your hips it's in between your legs yeah thigh okay gap. right there thigh gap 
I'm thinking that might be my thing. I'm not sure. You think thigh gap is your thing? Yeah, it might be my thing. Okay. That doesn't have anything to do with the fact that I look at the person. Like a bull legged woman. That's <laughs> Well, and that's I the like thing. That. You're from Nebraska. It makes sense. Well, you ride a horse long enough, you're going to get thigh gap. You're going to get broke. You're going to get broke in. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God. So let's move into the horse material. Oh, God. We don't want to go there either. I tell you, you, like, what. you like a, okay, so you like thigh gap. We were talking about feet, but you're not a feet guy or you are no. a foot guy. No, no feet. I mean, my wife's feet are beautiful. I mean, they're painted and all ready to go (laughs) as far as that goes. But (laughs) what I'm trying to say here is that (laughs) I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't either, but I'm waiting for it. (laughs) Not letting you off the hook, whatever this gem's going to be. Let's see, what else is there to talk about? Oh, two questions with Putin. Oh, yes. Oh my God. Did I forget to do that? Do you have your two ready? I do have my two. Let me pull it up. If I gave you a ladybug, what would you name it? Ooh. Yeah. What actor could play you in a movie of your life? Who would he like cast? I think we maybe had that one. So I wrote another one just in case. When you go out for breakfast and you're hungover, how do you order your eggs to be prepared? Ooh, I always like uh, sunny side up. Yeah, I think he's an over hard guy. He's like, give it to me hard. Like he drinks black coffee. He has dry toast and he has like an over hard egg. That's what I feel like. I am going to isolate you saying, give it to me hard. (laughs) And then I'm going to sprinkle it throughout the rest of the podcast. Oh, good. Good. Do it. Okay. I dare you. Give it to me hard. Here's my two questions for Putin. Who do you prefer, Kimmel, Fallon, or Colbert? Now, for me, it's Colbert. Yeah. I just think he's goofy. I love the way he interviews his guests. It's not really even interviews, right? Uh, You know, Jimmy Kimmel is very, very good, too. I think when Jimmy Fallon first took over The Tonight Show, everybody was totally into him. And then what happened was in the environment in which we now live, Colbert went a hundred percent political. And then Kimmel uh, was, they were all getting killed by Colbert. Yep. So then Kimmel turned the corner and he went all political mm-hmm. and Jimmy Fallon never went all political. He's pretty more, he's more balanced, I guess, but he's definitely leaning liberal. Uh, second question for Putin. Have you ever kissed a man? Do you mean with tongue? Do you mean like a French kiss? Because he can't do that. He's Russian. He's not going to give the French anything. Give it to me hard. Hey, we haven't talked about your drinking yet during the show. We always try to do a (laughs) weekly update. I like how you just throw it out there. Like, talk about your drinking. (laughs) So, Is this now my accountability podcast? Like, do I have to come and confess if I have a slip? Am I going to lose my chip? Like, hey, hey, damn. I've turned into that person now where I need to make my beverages seem more fun. So I don't know if you can see, I'm drinking my coffee out of my little French press. I'm so fancy. I wonder if Putin would drink out of a French press and then French kiss someone. Give it to me hard. Why are you, you're, this camera angle is, okay. Well, they can't see it on the podcast. (laughs) No one has angled his chair back and reclining such that I can definitely tell he's wearing basketball shorts and I'm not sure what the underwear situation is. Give it to me hard. It's thigh gap. 
It, I thank you for that. That was a, that was that was some thigh gap. Give it to me hard. We haven't talked about food yet. We always try to talk about food, and every once in a while, somebody comes up with an idea, and the idea may sound silly, but it may taste delicious. And and what'd you find, Hobbs? This is crazy. I love this. So, of course, companies are trying to get creative with their branding. And Miller High Life has come out with one that I think is going to be pretty awesome. You think of Miller High Life, you think of a ball game, you think of hanging out in the bar, playing darts, all that kind of stuff. Well, Miller High Life wants you to enjoy that feeling of being in a dive bar, enjoying a Miller Lite in an ice cream. Wow. Okay. You know, they're putting THC from marijuana into pizza crusts and soft drinks and stuff like that. Why not put alcohol into ice cream? Amen, sister. So this is called Ice Cream Dive Bar, and they partnered with a company called Tipsy Scoop, which it sounds like that's kind of their their deal there. The product is a combination of beer, peanut swirl, tobacco smoke flavor, caramel, and dark chocolate chip. The peanut swirl is designed to mimic the peanut shells frequently found on bar floors. So it'll kind of taste like a ground round in an ice cream. Do you remember Ground Round where you got the free peanuts? Oh, yeah. I don't even think he ever ate dinner. He just had baskets and baskets of hot peanuts and, yeah. you know, high blood pressure. Give it to me hard. Have you ever found something weird in your food besides oh, hair? Sure. I remember being on kind of a tropical vacation and having to protect my food and my cocktails from the birds because the birds kept coming and attacking it. But I've, I've never seen anything like weird that I can think of. I've lost a cheeseburger to a pelican before. Pelicans are big. They're brazen. They are. They're aggressive if they're used to being fed by humans. So you ever been attacked by an animal other than like a pelican? Uh dog. Uh okay. I, I attacked. I don't know that I've ever been attacked. No, I saved my chihuahua from a from a dog that broke its chain. It was charging at us, and the dog was running right at me, and I my poor chihuahua, I picked it up by its basically its neck and I was holding it up and the dog came running at me and I kicked it in its head. Oh, <laughs> it's man. Big pit bull, and the owner's like, get back here. And I'm like, what are you doing? As I'm about to kick this dog in the face and now everybody's going to be mean to me, but I'm like, hey, it was a huge dog. I have this little tiny chihuahua and I'm holding it and all I have is my feet at this point. And then the dog got called back by its owner and I didn't hurt the dog. But I was letting the dog know, like, don't. We used to have a pit bull out at our farm. Uh, the dogs that we got uh, for the farm were meant to protect our property. Because what happens is in small towns and, you know, farming communities, people will take binoculars and they'll set a half a mile away and they'll watch to see if you leave your house. If you leave your house and they can see it's you and your wife in the car, with their binoculars, as soon as you get out of range, they just go break in. That's common and you're where you're from? It can happen. So how do you prevent that? You get dogs and you get dogs that will rip people up. Our dogs were always able to put their uh, paws over the top of the driver's side window and onto the frame of the car, right? So if you were going to get out, you were going to have to shoot the dogs. If you shot the dogs, the neighbor would hear the shots and then, you know, they could call the cops. But I mean, you had to kind of watch out for each other. And if, you know, people were out driving around in the middle of the, you know, day or night, Nebraska, 
they don't fit because nobody's supposed to be there but the people who live there. One of the uh, commercials that I love to watch now are the commercials that are marketing Nebraska, and they will show these stupidest things that these people are doing, and they say at the end, Nebraska, it's not just for everyone. And they're great marketing campaigns. I mean, they're so dumb. They're cute. I like when they show the one hiking one. You guys have that one hill, that one yep. place you can hike that's out west. Yep. And they have that on like every billboard or postcard for like the last 20 years. I've driven through. There's not a lot there. Give it to me hard. Oh, I got cops coming through. You're coming for someone. My ride's here. I got to go. Just kidding. Just you kidding. ever look at your citizens app to find out what the heck's going on? Yeah, I do look at it sometimes. It was making me a little bit paranoid and I didn't, I stopped looking at it as much because, but some of them are kind of funny the way they describe them because the, the descriptions of what's happening are coming in from people that are on the streets. And so they're not necessarily written the way that law enforcement would. Men fighting in an alley. It's about two blocks away. That was reported uh, 40, 34 minutes ago. Man and woman fatally shot in their home in St. Paul. That's not good. Fire, nope. another fire, collision, the average things today. God, how would you like to be a responder to events like that? I have a friend, and I'll give you his uh, stories, or at least a couple of them. Uh, his name is Rick, and he's a member of the Houston Police Department. Uh, I met him because I hired him as a security guy to watch over a, a guy that was very good looking named Colby Donaldson, who was mm. on Survivor. And oh, um, that guy, I remember Colby. Yeah, he was cute. Yeah, ended up on Rachel Ray, and the guy had been around a little bit. Well, anyway, uh, we got a private bodyguard for him, and I met this cop, and we became friends. We became really good friends. And his first extra job that he did after joining the department, maybe a week after he started, he went to a nightclub and there were, uh, you know, people inside the club that were in plain clothing. There were armed uh, cops in the club sure. as security. Okay. And then my buddy was working the parking lot and there was a parking ramp. And as he's walking through the parking ramp, somebody's driving their car the wrong direction. Uh oh. And he starts yelling at him, hey, you need to turn around. And the guy punched it and ran my friend over. Okay. He hasn't even been on the force a week yet. It just so happens where he got hit in the garage was two cars from his own car that he drove to work that night. And he had one of those cop lights. You know, the ones that they put on top of their car on their dashboard or whatever that flash. Mm -hmm. And he started going after the guy as he's dragging his leg that got nailed into his pickup. And he pulled around the guy because he was at a stoplight. My friend went around him and got in front of him. And the kid went under his seat for something. And my friend thought it probably was a weapon. And he put six shots through the windshield and killed the kid. Turns out the kid didn't have a gun in the car. Ooh. Turns out also that the DEA had a bug on the car. And what happened was uh, the kid was charged with attempted murder right. because he ran over a the cop officer. yeah, with his car. Sure. 
So that's how my friend, you know, had his first week at work. Next week at work, he goes to pull over a guy with DUI that was in a very expensive convertible with a good looking woman. And as he's arresting uh, the gentleman after putting through a roadside, puts him in the back seat of his car, the woman gets out of her car and starts to take a leak right next to the car on a major freeway. <laughs> so he gets out of the car and he goes up to arrest her for uh, you know, public intoxication and indecent exposure and whatever. And he then gets her. You know you want to see it, cop. Come on. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, what a buzzkill so, your friend is. Come on. <laughs> so he, he puts her in the back of the car with her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And he gets into the car to ride them both up. And another drunken driver then hits his police car that's parked. Yeah, it's it's when you're driving drunk, those lights are really distracting. Police officers should just not use them, right? He, he said one time what I did was I was called to a business that had been robbed. And when I got there, he said there were 25 naked people. Yeah. And what the robber made them do was go into a room, okay. take off all their clothing, okay. then give the robber the clothing. And then the robber uh, robbed one thing from this store and one thing only toner cartridges. That's it. And he locked 25 employees of this store into a room. Expensive. Yeah. And when the cops come in, they're like, they don't see anybody in the store. And they hear something, they go back, they get the door open. There's 25 naked people. <laughs> and I mean, he's got stories like that all day long. You want this one more? amazing. I want to hear about the guy who <laughs> he's got a black market hookup for toner cartridges. Like <laughs> I got you some of them Epsons come and get me for some Epsons. Here's my favorite story. He uh, is in his police cruiser and I had, uh, been here in the twin cities and there was somebody suspicious in my neighborhood and the guy would come back repeatedly and he would get out of the car and he'd start walking, but we did never see where he went. He would just kind of vanish. Mm. So we thought he was a that window peeker or yeah. something was going on. So I called my buddy and I said, can you do me a favor? I said, can you run the plate of a car? He goes, I cannot, and I will not do that. And he goes, can I tell you why? And I go, yeah, we had a friend that was a Navy SEAL, and this guy was a practical joker. And one day, the Navy SEAL was watching CNN, and there was a story on the news about one of the highest guys up in Al-Qaeda being spotted in New York City. And they showed the car that the guy was driving, mm -hmm. the Al-Qaeda guy, and my Navy SEAL friend paused the frame and then he wrote down the plate. He called my friend, the cop in Houston, asked him to run it. And when they ran the plate, my friend sitting in his cop car and within like two minutes, here come police helicopters. Here come police officers. Oh, they're here thinking comes... he pulled them over. I yes. understand. Okay. Ooh, shoot. Yeah, and he was in so much trouble. I bet. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, because you're not supposed to do that. You're only supposed to access the database in the pursuit of doing your job. I have a buddy who lost his job because he was part of that large one that you heard about in the South Metro where they 
the police officers, there was a particularly attractive woman that was on the police force, or maybe she was associated or had dated a police officer. I can't remember the whole story, but they had searched her profile and pulled her up like hundreds of times. They just kept looking at her, her stuff, which you can't, you no. can't do. So she sued and was successful in that. But yeah, they cracked down on that now. Used to be able to do it all the time. Like when I was in banking, we used to, I used to go and look up celebrities accounts, their checking accounts all the time. I was like, I was fascinated to see where they spent money. Can you give me the name of the person that had the most money in there? I'm not going to. I could. I'm not going to. <laughs> was it substantial? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was looking up like Vikings players, coaches, people. It was anybody who had a relationship with our particular bank. But no, it was. In fact, I talked about that once on the morning show and I got myself into a lot of trouble. So. I shared this, but I never, I specifically left out the bank I worked at and it's not the bank I currently work at. This was long ago. And I, spe I specifically left out those details because, you know, I was just being honest. And the presidents of two different banks called our program director furious saying that I had said the name of their bank on the air and that I had accused him of this or that and the other thing. And uh, when they went back and listened to what we call the air check and what was actually on the air, I never said the name of it. But I think it's funny that both of those presidents were like, oh, yeah, well, that's a thing that I know happens. So that she must be talking about. Us. Yep. So, yeah, but you now now you have to put notes into a file uh, in banking. You have to have a reason to go into it, much like the police officers do. But it was something they weren't checking. I'm not saying I fixed banking, but just saying. I put it out there for people. So now your current employer, knowing that you used to snoop, <laughs> will they think you will continue to snoop? Because I'm thinking, look up Kurt Cousins for me. I, I, I mean, I only have access to people who bank. I would only have access to people who bank with us. And so I don't think Kurt Cousins is with my bank. I know that I've been trying to hire a, a healthcare worker, right? And so I bought a program that allows me to run background checks. I've done and, that for renters. Sure. Yep. So the first candidate um, had a refusal to breath test. Okay. In 2019. So three okay. years ago. All so right. do you, do you get rid of her as a candidate or not? Depends. Is there a pattern? Was that the only thing? Are you, is this the person who's going to be driving you places? Are you going to sneeze? Uh, Give it to me hard. Uh, Give it to me hard. Uh, give it to me hard. Uh, thanks for listening to this podcast again this week. There are people that are very loyal to this thing. I found out when we skipped a couple of weeks, right? I got message and text and stuff like that. So we're going to try to keep the ship afloat. Be here next Friday. That's when they're supposed to go up right there on the good old Tom Bernard network. Moon P. Jug and Hobbs. Give it to me hard. Uh, give it to me hard. Uh, give it to me hard. Uh, see ya.